This is going to be the best intro ever. <laughs> you mad at me because I'm eating Cheeto things. <laughs> no Cheetos. <laughs> it's quite the basic. Ask not what your voice can do for you. They're not Cheetos. They're hip peas. Which is some hipster version of a Cheeto puff. These are quiet. <laughs> These are very for a podcast. I, I just want everyone to know how regularly I have to remind Max to eat before the podcast, not not during. Sometimes I get so snacky on the way to record. I mean And sometimes I, the only thing that will satisfy that is jalapeno chips. <laughs> Or hip peas, apparently. Which, which smell so good. I'm sorry, I'll wash it down. When you have the, no, I'm kidding. The jalapeno chips are mm. the ones that are the, the offenders. Those are so good. <laughs> They're so good. Jalapeno, jalapeno, the jalapenous kettle chips. Yes. Yeah. Jalapenous. Jalapenous? Mm-hmm. Is that the? It's American. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome <laughs> to the Fast Ones. Thanks. I'm your host, Max. Here with my buddy Mike. How's it going? It's going good. Good. We just had the Qatar Grand Prix. Yes. I was listening to those announcers pronounce it Qatar. I don't know if that's right. The British just make up their own pronunciations for pretty much everything. Yeah. Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Even though he says Charles. And (laughs) and even even though the sport is from England, Mm -hmm. Formula One. Formula. (laughs) Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah, there's lots of pronunciation differences. There was lots of people over the place in Qatar. Yes. But before we get into it, yes, um, we welcome you to the show. And I think we mentioned last week that we'll have some Halloween-themed intros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last week, I struggled to think of things. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> hit you right on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this time, should be a little bit easier. Okay. Okay, and we'll keep it a bit. Been working on my reaction skills. Been doing some Good. of those like light games that you see in Drive to Survive. <laughs> Trying but to like, like, but with topics and improv, yeah, just so that with categories as fast as you can. <laughs> Candy, Hershey's, Kit Kat. You're really good. Yeah, I've gotten good. You're gonna be really good at this one. Okay, then. good. Okay, so of the classic Halloween horror monsters, oh, I'm gonna give you some, and okay. we're gonna figure out who, which driver or team principal would best play that monster in the movie. Okay. 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 So first one, the mummy. Oh, uh, the mummy. Um, maybe Daniel Ricardo. Okay. Back from the dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's back. It's thematic. It's thematic. Yeah, okay. He's coming back. He also had a bandage on his arm. <laughs> so he's kind of a mummy. Okay. All right. Yeah. I would go with K-Mag. Same story. Hulk. Oh, okay. We do have these drivers that, that are all from kind the of dead. revived from mm-hmm. previous years. Yeah. So that would be my pick. Yeah. A mummy is very similar to a zombie. Yeah. So if there is a zombie personality, if we had a zombie, who would play the Lance. zombie? <laughs> yeah. Or, or Oscar Piastri. Kind of brain dead. Yeah. <laughs> Lance is kind of brain dead. Yeah. Oscar's just kind of like chill. Just quiet. He, chill. He's quiet and chill. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next. Okay. Vampire. Vampire. Who would pay the dra- Gu- play the Dracula or the vampire? Guter, could he, could you he think? Be, yeah, because of... Because of Nandor, what? the Relentless. <laughs> He's good to the relentless. That what we do in the shadows vibe. Yes. I mean, I was thinking more sexy, not Twilight. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, interview with a vampire. Nandor did. I'm sparkle thinking, himself too. It's true. 
I was thinking like Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, vampire. I was thinking like Pierre Gasly. Okay. S1 uh, okay. The yeah. French guys. Yeah, the French dude's Charles. And maybe Lewis. Throwing yeah. Lewis in there. Charles would be that like kind of emo vampire though. He would. And yeah. that would work. He'd be a Twilight vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Stephanie Meyer's vampire. <laughs> totally. Totally. And yeah. Lewis has showed up to the Met in like very fancy fashion. Super fancy fashion. He would fit into like a vampire attire. Attire. Yeah. Yeah. Big vampire awakening. Totally. He, he'd he'd have there. like the sleeves with mm-hmm. the with the frills. Yeah, he already yeah. has them. Yeah, he's worn them. Every week he shows up with his son. <laughs> He's old, but he looks young. Yeah. There's some eternal youth going on there. <laughs> For sure. Same with Fernando. Yes. Okay, next. Werewolves. Ooh. See, this is where I... I think everyone in Haas could okay. be a werewolf. All right. They have just werewolfy features. Well, and they just like a full moon, they come alive. There's these yeah. rare occasions <laughs> where Haas in, shows up to the party. Moon. Yeah. Haas will surprise you. They just show up with a pole position. <laughs> In Brazil. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good reason. Nico has a steely, foxy, wolfy yeah. look. Yeah. Kevin Magnuson, again, he looks almost like werewolfy. Yeah, he's got the beard. Scruff he could be Teen Wolf. Beard. He could be Teen Wolf. Yeah, Hulk might be like uh-huh. more werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> K-Mag's Teen Wolf. I <laughs> yeah. don't know why, but that just works for it me. It works. It yeah. works. Frankenstein. Think, uh, it, <laughs> I already know. I know it, who it is. Is it... <laughs> It's a tall, it's a tall square-faced <laughs> guy who probably repels women. George Russell. Is that, hey, I would that, say yeah, it's George okay, Russell. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. He's but like, is it young Frankenstein? Frankenstein? Is it Abby Normal Brain? <laughs> For George Russell. Peter Boyle. Yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. We need to hear him sing "Putting on the Ritz." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, that would be a good. Am I missing rendition. any of the classic Halloween monsters? Oh, I think that's about it. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is he a classic monster? I, I mean, from Ghostbusters, so yeah. I kind of associate it with. Who would that be? A Zach Brown? <laughs> <laughs> or Otmar? Or Otmar. One of the Americans for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just a ghost. Who would be a ghost? Just classic <sighs> ghost or a skeleton. This would also be Lewis. Because he seems to disappear from press conferences mm. or beyond the grid, or, yeah. and like he's what the, like the YouTube series, what are they, grill the grid series Grilly, and yeah. stuff like that. Like he's he elusive. Occasionally, is in those. Mm-hmm. So Fernando Alonso could be a vampire. Yeah, I think that that fits him. He also looks like he could be a werewolf. Fernando Alonso could fit into anyone. He could fit into any of them. Yeah, because he's the he's he's the changeling of sorts. Yeah, he could be any villain. Yeah, and I would tr- I would I would be afraid of him. <laughs> <laughs> you play any of them, great. It would be great. Well, thanks for playing that dumb game. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a great game. Yeah, I loved you. it. Moving on, we have a race recap to go over. Yes, and it is a longer weekend. Yes, we have free practices, qualifying, sprint racing, sprint races, more qualifying. Yes. And then a real race. And then just the most confusing format ever. Yeah. A champion was crowned. Yes, he was. On a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> we called a McLaren victory. We did. <laughs> and the right one happened. Yes. So we have lots to talk about. We have a ton to yeah. talk about. Mike, how do you want to start? Because you have been itching to start <sighs> since I showed up to the studio today. <sighs> yeah. I think we start with Friday qualifying. We'll just go ahead and start there. Okay. Let's go. So... Friday qualifying was interesting for a couple of reasons, but we'll keep it short and brief. Yeah. Both McLarens were eliminated. (laughs) 
from the third spot for track limit deletions uh, in actual qualifying, which took place on Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My favorite part of this was that while Oscar Piastri was standing having a interview with Naomi Schiff, Mm -hmm. she goes, oh, uh, I have to regret to have to inform you that you have received a five second time penalty for track limits. And so your time was deleted. Jeez. You'll be starting six. So thank you for the interview, Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) He handled it like a champ. He's like, "Uh, well, all right, then. Yeah. Cool. So (laughs) I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but it seems like. This track had a lot of people sliding around everywhere. Mm-hmm. What's going on with this track? Are we going to get into? Yeah, no, no, we can start play there. A little part. This is a great way to start. Yeah, because they just recently redid the track, and it was crazy slippery. Okay, all the drivers were complaining about like no grip. Yeah, really having a hard time. In addition to that, the track is already notorious for having a lot of dust and sand. It's in the middle of the desert. It's in the middle of the desert. And one thing we know, at least about mm. sand dunes, is that they're created from yeah. high wind. And yeah, <laughs> you know, and Carlos like, Sainz, he even made a comment as he was like going on the track. He's like, my dad would love these conditions because yeah. his dad races in deserts and for un- Audi. Un- unpredictable sandy surfaces. And he's crazy good. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, this there was sand on the track. It was sand on the track and it was already no grip to begin with. Crazy. So McLaren's. So the McLarens get knocked out. Everyone was having times deleted. It was such a challenge. Then we go to Saturday. Mm -hmm. So already having our qualifying session, we start with the sprint shootout. But before the sprint shootout. Yeah, I'm getting confused. Let's keep going. Okay, so Friday sets the qualifying for the race. Okay. And then Saturday they do sprint shootout in the morning, which is qualifying. Uh Uh-huh. And then they run the sprint later in the afternoon. That's right. Saturday, it's like its own little race date. Yes. It features every little mini race and qualifying. Totally. So it has qualifying and then the race. Mm -hmm. So sprint shootout, before they started, the FIA and Pirelli have met and spent all night looking at the tires and realized that the tires would not last as long as they thought. So Saturday morning, they woke up and they said, hey, all the teams, we kind of have to wipe the table clean a little bit and we're going to have to change track limits. So they repainted one of the corners and (laughs) narrowed it up. So all of the drivers were already having times deleted on a normal track. Yeah. And they repainted the line to keep the drivers off of the curb. Oh my gosh. To narrow the track. And they notified them like with After no they'd time. already done lots of practice and qualifying. And a qualifying session. And then they had enough time to repaint the track? They repainted it morning of. Jeez. George Russell, who is the, he is the president of the Drivers Association after Vettel <laughs> retired. I know. Nerd. Yeah. Nerd alert. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. He's the hall monitor yeah. of the drivers. He totally what is. What a weirdo. Yeah. Hall <laughs> oh, monitor. I'll do it. I'll step up to the plate. <laughs> I'll defend the drivers. That job is perfect for me. Do I get extra points for the championship? <laughs> Just one. Yeah. Just one. Can no, I have one? No, you, you lose cool points. <sighs> That is hilarious. I didn't know there was a driver's uh-huh. association. Yeah, Did you, is that what you called it? It's like a guild. The A guild. Of course <laughs> it's a guild. <laughs> I'm going to make it sound so nerdy now. It it's is. actually so important. But because George is the leader of it, it's for sure a driver's guild. Do any of the drivers respect him as this leader? I mean, his friends. No. Lando. Albon. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Does Fernando <laughs> recognize him? He's like, not my president. He's like, <laughs> It's totally that he's guy. He's like, oh, look at him. He's out there playing. Uh, he's like, he's just. He really thinks a- he's making a difference. <laughs> it's like when your your little kid wears like a business suit. He looks like a little businessman. Like when d- people dress up their dogs. 
<laughs> is that George's Halloween costume? Oh, is to be president? Yeah, he's looking yes, good. He's looking. He you know, looks sharp. He's, you go, go get him, George. Muy guapo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah so uh george is president of the drivers mm-hmm. association okay and uh he was definitely fuming so were the drivers in general they yeah. were like we qualified on this already mm-hmm. how come we're changing it yeah so they revised the track limits between 12 turns 12 and 13 and they scooted it in okay and it's like a double right-hander okay so on the outside of the track they moved that line in yeah. a few feet yeah and so where they've already calibrated, they've simulator run on the track, yeah. all of these things. It was a massive thing to just hurl on the drivers and say, because if I hey, get you're this have to right, run it this way, uh, like try and explain it to myself is that like, if you mess up one little corner that like changes the, the racing line for all the corners leading to it and after it. Right. Yeah, pretty much. So like, they need to come up with a whole new racing line. Your braking points different. Your uh-huh. turn in point is different. I mean, that's great for the fans. Yeah. Cause it's something new. It adds a ton of variables. Also, I would have rather had tires that didn't last the race and they didn't. Yes. So that was another part of this, but we're not quite there okay, yet. Yeah, sorry. Spoilers. No. Yeah. Way to go, Max. <laughs> we haven't even told them yet, but this is Saturday. So Saturday morning, they find that out. Mm-hmm. They let them do a reconnaissance session for 10 minutes. Like another practice. Yeah. They sent all the drivers out they and they were allowed to practice. Yeah. <laughs> reconnaissance. Reconnaissance mission for the drivers. George was like, I'll allow it, but can we name it reconnaissance mission? I don't want to call it practice. It's going gonna, it's gonna to confuse my mom. <laughs> She'll be watching. I'm a secret agent now. I'm on a reconnaissance. I'm on a reconnaissance mission. Yeah. I work for MI6. <laughs> they get their recon mission. Yep. They go out. They do 10 minutes of, of figuring out the track. And then they come back in and they start the sprint shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh, sprint shootout takes place and pans out way different for the McLarens this time. Mm-hmm. They figured out their track limits, a few other things. Not the case for everybody. <laughs> but... A definitely a cleaner qualifying session than the actual race qualifying session for at least McLaren. Mm-hmm. Max uh, didn't have as easy of a time. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the sprint. I think we, we just jump race. right to the sprint race. Yes. Which was epic. I loved every second of that stupid race. And I think you and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. People have had such a dumb opinion in my, in, in my opinion. Yes. Of the sprint races. Your opinion is that people have dumb opinions of the sprint race. Yes, correct. (laughs) Should I rephrase that? No, it's like a little Russian doll of opinions. Yes. Yeah. That's a good sound of it. So I think that people have been so negative towards the sprint races, Mm -hmm. and I'm not really sure why. Yeah. I mean... I get that it does does feel a little bit separated now that they've done this whole like qualify and race on Saturday thing. Yeah. But, but still, we're getting more race. And there's points. And we're getting wilder racing. Right. Because there's no pit stops. Uh-huh. We're just running gunning, which is fun. And I think that this season has provided some of the best highlights from sprint races. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, when I think back to Spa, the sprint race was epic. Yeah. And when I think about guitar, I'm like, sprint race might have been a little better than the race. Mm-hmm. And there was tons of action. There was lots of things happening on track. Once again, track limits changed. Learning yeah. a bunch about the tires and how the surface behaved. Yeah. 
And how cool was it that we kind of just threw them into a race with one practice session? It's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. I'm two, all about it. Two qualifying sessions and one practice session. If they're really good drivers, they should be able to just drive on a track they've never seen before. Right. We're paying them a lot of money. <laughs> they should be able to see the corners and just go for it. Damn, I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of fun to watch that. Yeah. So, but obviously the best part of the sprint weekend for us mm-hmm. was you've already teased it. We teased a little bit. Yes. We were, we were right. We were right. I just take a moment to recognize. I don't know if we, uh, we, we did we call it or did we just pray and hope? <laughs> That Oscar Piastri would get a first place before Lando Norris. Before Lando. Yeah. It doesn't matter it to happened. me. It doesn't yeah, matter it doesn't. to me what the race circumstance yeah. was. He still won a freaking race before Lando. Dude. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. It's unbelievable. And I think that I am getting to know Oscar Piastri more. Yeah. I might pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> Someday. Someday. But We're not I, quite there yet. But I, when we first met him, it was like he came came into the sport in a bad way because right. he just took out Daniel Ricardo. He took out one of the most popular and also one of the most talented dudes on the grid. Yeah. And so already, you know, kind of weary of this dude. Right. And then it was easy to make fun of him because he seemed pasty and just like boring. And he likes cricket. I'm not going to let I'm not going <laughs> to relent on that one. <laughs> yeah. And so it was kind of annoying to have this new Australian in the sport and the old Australian was gone and it was kind of awful yeah but see in him act like getting to know his personality now it's kind of great it's sort of funny how (laughs) dry he is he's a very dry dry person and to win a race and to just be so nonchalant about it i'm like this is it this is his bit this is his probably him just making fun of the whole thing i don't know but it's a good bit yeah it's like an ironic quiet Uh uh-huh humor yeah it was great he won that race lando still hasn't won Still hasn't, still and no W's. Oz, yeah, Oscar got second in the real race too. Yeah. So just to, let's also <laughs> clarify this really fast. Two Australians mm-hmm. have won races at McLaren. Yeah. Before Lando has Maybe won a race for McLaren. Maybe thinking those British drivers mm-hmm. get some more Aussies, some more Kiwis. I think that there is something to be said about that. Yes. And I mean, honestly, watching that race, he seems like he's a veteran. That's the thing. He is a, he is looking good as a rookie. It's crazy when you compare like what we've known as rookies this year to him in this year. Look at the other rookies, Logan yeah. Sargent and Liam Lawson. Yeah. They're not in as fast of cars or the Nick DeVries, so, which started yeah. the year out and true. was eliminated. Right? Yeah. So, and so they weren't in as fast of cars, but what they're, what Oscar Piastri is doing with his car outperforming his teammate who's been in that car for and what developing seven years it. and developing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how long, but like he is now overtaking Lando Norris. That is wild. Yeah. He's got some skill. He's got some skill and he's proving it pretty much week in and week out. Uh-huh. And Lando even said it. And I, and I think that he's got to get through some sports psychology in this way. But he was like, if I hadn't made the mistakes I made this weekend, I'd have been the one that won the sprint. Mm. And he said that he's like, and even in qualifying for the race, uh-huh. if I hadn't made those mistakes, or I could have been in contention for it. Mm-hmm. But his lap time was deleted. He started 10th. Mm. And so he was way down the order. Jeez. You know, so. I mean, but everyone who doesn't win the race can also say that exact same thing. Right. If I only had a perfect drive, I could have won the race. Well, and that's why I got to be perfect. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is what it, it is. What it, it, is, is. What it is. But the Oscar, I think, has earned. Oscar's in Lando's head. Yeah. And he he's earned it. And suddenly he's within 10th mm-hmm. qualifying and he's the one that won the sprint. And there's just so many things that. If I were Lando, I'd be like, this is a little nerve wracking. Oh, yeah. It's a little nerve wracking. I got to prove myself here. Mm-hmm. So really cool to see. Also, 
it's only the second time this year that we've seen somebody win a race that wasn't a Red Bull. Oh my gosh. I keep forgetting that. So here's Holy my favorite cow, part of that is that the Red people Bull. who are the number yeah. ones of these teams, both Lando and Charles, have mm-hmm. been beat by their number two hey, in yeah. this season's Carlos weird and anomalies. Oscar yeah. just showing him up. Pretty awesome. Showing up to the race and just crushing it. Yeah. Jeez. So epic sprint race. Epic sprint race. Now we have a new number one at McLaren and a new number one at Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the bummer of the sprint race was the Haas accident with Hulk, Ocon, and Sergio. I mean, we can blame who? Ocon? Ah, it's difficult. Because it's, it's a blind not Hulkenberg's. No, no, so Hulk is... He has so wickedly cool driving. Oh, yeah. He is so good. He's so Can freaking that, good. Yeah. And Nico Hulkenberg is so rad. He's so good. And watching right the the corner... That took place right before the corner where they all crashed. Yeah. Doesn't he like dip behind Ocon and cut him on the other side? Yeah, yeah. He's got a switch maneuver. That yeah. is a wild move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- I was thinking about that over and over again. I was like, to do that in a Formula One car while turning a corner. Yeah. It's, yeah, he totally juked Esteban yeah. Ocon. Yeah. How would you even? It's called a crossover. And the, yeah. the idea of it is that, that if you break earlier, you can get on the throttle sooner. Mm. And so if you can mix it up, switch where you are on the track, you might be able to get a better exit. It was, it's so cool to watch. So it was you really didn't cool. See it. Go watch the highlight, the recap of the sprint race. Yeah. And check out Hulk's move on Esteban. It was right great. before Esteban just pooped the bed and yeah. just <laughs> ran right into Hulkenberg. He tried to switch back on Hulkenberg and. I mean, I don't know what he did. Well, and here's here's the thing about being in Sergio Perez's position, and this is why this is considered a racing incident, mm-hmm. and nobody was really to blame, is that those two are mixing it up. Yeah. And because when you're getting crafty and mm-hmm. you're not running the the fastest line, mm-hmm. you're slow. Yeah. Perez is not battling anybody, uh-huh. and so he's got perfect corner exit heading yeah. into the next one. Okay. So suddenly you have all three side by side. Okay. We've talked about this before. Formula One drivers don't have a spotter, which is to me right. the most wild thing ever. Okay. And Ocon goes to the right, thinking Nico is also going to juke right uh-huh. to get the corner. Yeah. But doesn't realize that Nico is sandwiched by Perez. Mm-hmm. And so when he moves right, thinking Nico for sure moved right, yeah. he just took all three of them out of the race. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So who can we blame? Perez? I mean, technically, it's, it's, it was. We know it's not Haas. <laughs> It's either Ocon <laughs> yeah. or Perez. I blame Ocon for being a little bit spatially unaware in that way. Yeah. And Perez for being a little opportunistic, thinking, I'm going to go I mean, on the outside of two cars that are battling into I a mean, corner. That we, seems like a bad idea. That Perez just can't get behind around a Haas, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but like, oh man, it was, it, and I was thinking, oh, it would have been so cool if Hulk was just a little bit quicker on the break. And you could have seen Ocon and Perez just crash right into each other. Yeah. That would have been rad. No, it would have been so great. Just break and just <laughs> yeah. let them crash let him into smash, each other. And totally. he somehow gets through. And just... Yeah. That would have been epic. I would have loved that. But no. And that took him out, right? Hulk was out. I mean, he was, he finished the race. Yeah. Uh, but he had to get a new Perez wing. Perez was and, out. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. When are we going to talk about Perez? Yeah. Perez has had a huge hole in the side of his car on fire. And here's the thing. We've talked about this. Yeah. You can't blame him for the accident, but you can blame him for where he qualified. And I think that that kind of thing is what puts Perez mm-hmm. in a situation where it's like, yeah, you were Dyson with mid-pack cars uh-huh. in a car that's way faster than them. Yeah. And so you sneak up on the outside of a couple of dudes who were fighting every inch yeah. to get positions. You're way faster. You put yourself there. Yeah. It's an interesting take. Yeah. Because from my point of view, he's crashed out like 
that was ridiculous. But he shouldn't be back there in the first place. Should have been in the top five at least. At least. Yeah. So a bummer for him. Mm-hmm. We know he's trying to overcome some demons. In the same race. That this m- is rough. And then instantly Max becomes world champion. Yep. How, how does that feel for Sergio Perez? As soon as he's in the gravel, he knows Max is champion. Yeah. They've already instantly. come over the radio and we're like, Sergio's out. Yeah. Way to go, dude. Yeah. Three time champ. <laughs> you're in the middle of a race. You're like, ah, oh, I just won in a championship. It's like, there's five races left. Uh-huh. Isn't that how many there are yeah. at this point? Uh-huh. And Max is already champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I hate that. Has there been a championship crowned this early before? Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Okay. It's just the worst. Mm. Honestly, I've stopped paying attention to Max since June. Right. We knew it. Right. And it's nice to have our focus now on Perez. Right. And Hamilton. We talked about it last week. Right. So I think that that's a great transition opportunity. Okay. To move on into the race. Okay. You ready to talk about the race? Uh huh. All right. Tell me. Tell me your thoughts on the opening lap. I'm curious because I'm over here. Yeah. And I'm, I have a heated opinion. <laughs> very heated opinion. My very novice point of view is that, okay, so we saw the Mercedes crash into each other. From my point of view, Lewis just seemed to cut in like he was going around the outside of George, similar to what we just talked about with uh, Holkenberg. Ocon and, yeah, and the whole situation. And George was kind of like stuck in between these two cars. And Lewis cut that corner real close right after he got in front. Like, yeah. from my point of view, uh, it was seen to be Lewis's fault. Also, Lewis, there was a video of him apologizing to George after the race. And yeah, it was, was cute. Like, you are such a good sport. And he I, is. I'm so glad you guys are cute. But I say that and you bring it up as if there is a bombshell. There is a bombshell. <laughs> it's like Lewis was blindfolded. <laughs> you know? He said, I could do a race totally blindfolded. <laughs> George knew about it. It was very... <laughs> he knew. It's very kung fu. Yeah. He'd been training. Been thinking about it for months. Wait, is it blood sport with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, yeah. With the blind? Yeah. Yeah, he'd been training just to feel and feel what cars are around him. And to you, hear it since... Okay, we're, we're, I'm diverting way too far. Yes. But do you think if we took all the cars off the track, right? Yeah. We just put Lewis right on the track. Yes. Could he make it around the track? without looking i bet you he could but i don't yeah. know about qatar yeah but i bet you if like you gave what, him a lap around silverstone, silverstone yeah he would he could probably do it blindfolded which is uh, nuts yeah i think that you could probably do that with like fernando sebastian mm. lewis some of these Logan, guys who are so <laughs> lance joe i was going for the season crowd but sure <laughs> But the guys who have been doing it for so long, I bet that mm-hmm. there would be some ability to do that. Lance, <laughs> Lance did some of it unconscious. <laughs> We're not there yet. Okay, We're not okay. there yet. It's we can't get there. Later. Yeah, we got to get there. Our last segment will be Lance, the unconscious driver. <laughs> I'd say stick, stick around. That's a good one. We're actually going to have that segment each week from here on. But Mike is dying. <laughs> Mike is dying to explain his thoughts on the Lewis George Russell incident, which I think is fun that George and Lewis are getting into it. Yes. It's great. It's, it's good for the sport Uh to have two Mercedes drivers hate each other. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up. But here's my take. Okay. And now I know that literally everyone agrees. Lewis made a mistake. Lewis even Mm -hmm. admitted to a mistake. So let me go ahead and just say Lewis made a mistake. But before we assign full blame mm-hmm. to Hammy, mm-hmm. okay. before the race, strategists sit down with the drivers. Okay. 
and they're going to talk about opportunities, how the race is going to shake out, okay. right? Lewis Hamilton starts on the soft. George and Max are both on the medium. Okay. Okay. One thing that's really important about this is that Lewis does not have the same tire strategy opportunity as George. Lewis is going to get take off like a bullet. He's going to take off like a bullet, be but he's going to be on the back foot fast because those tires are going to wear out. Okay. Oh, and okay. the other two are going to come alive and he's going to have to pit. Mm-hmm. Before the race even started, this is the other part of this. I forgot to mention it. We have to talk about it. Okay, Gary. Pirelli said that they could not do more than 18 laps on a set of tires. Okay. So after doing the sprint race, they were like, holy crap, they did any more laps than they did today. And these things would have exploded. Okay. So no more than 18 laps, which then put all of the teams in a situation where they're like, well, this is at least a three stop race. All of a sudden. Yeah. Strategy completely changed overnight. And so they're all working through this. Okay. With that in mind, Lewis starts on the soft. Max and George on the medium. Okay. George knows. He freaking knows <laughs> that his teammate is on the soft tire. Yes. He is going to launch like a bat out of hell. Okay. Like an F-18 off of an aircraft carrier. That thing is going mm. way faster than the two of them. Okay. It I is see where you're going with this. A massive, massive difference between and those tires. And you watch that start. Lewis does. He's a rocket. He goes fast. It is in Mercedes' best interest mm-hmm. for Lewis to get to the lead as fast as possible. He would for have... George's race, uh, it is in his best interest Ooh, to let Lewis get the lead. And Lewis was going to take the lead. He was there. Ooh, on this is not looking good for on Mr. The side President of the Hall Monitors. Of Verstappen, okay? Yeah. So Lewis going around the outside, mm-hmm. getting alongside Max is the opportunity that existed. It was the opportunity to get ahead of Red Bull, mm-hmm. control the pace of the race, yeah. and give George a fighting chance at Max. Yes, okay. The launch takes place. George and Lewis both get a great launch, mm-hmm. a slightly better launch than Max does. Mm-hmm. And so they both did. of them are on attack with Max. Right. Max kind of moves to block off George. Yeah. And Lewis is coming ar- around the outside. But George, what I'm going to call a little <laughs> bit of an entitled ego trip, uh-huh. I'll monitor. moves to the outside of Max instead of going for the inside line. Mm. And to me, this was like a, no way, Lewis, this is mine. I'm going after Max. Oh, Not realizing this the opportunity. Like, yeah, Rufio going up against Hook. <laughs> Why would you do it? When Peter Pan's right there. That's what I'm saying. Why would you do it? You gotta get stabbed. You gotta die. It's gonna be sad as hell. And then all George, of us don't want this. And then George dies in Lewis's hands. Yeah. It's, I wish I had a team principal. <laughs> this like just, you. This got really dark. <laughs> but look, the, the they've talked through this. Yeah. Best case scenario, George, Lewis gets to the lead. We want that. We want Lewis in the lead. Mm -hmm. We control the race the second Lewis gets out front. Yeah. And like we mentioned before, Mercedes wants one to finish or double podium finish. McLaren's been doing it. Right. Catching up in the constructor championship. Exactly. Yeah. By controlling the race, Sergio Perez is so far behind them. Uh Uh-huh. There's only one Red Bull versus two Mercedes. Yeah. So the two Mercedes can strategize each other to hold up Max, to find ways to be able to be like, when do we pit? I can undercut. I can overcut. There's different methods that they can play with two cars. Point being, point yeah. being that you have these two Mercedes against Max. They get their best opportunity race. for yes. a strategy play. Uh-huh. If Lewis gets to the front. Yeah. Red Bull is also thinking like our best case scenario is that the Mercedes crash. Right. 
And, and it happened for them. Okay. And so here's my next, here's my next point. Yeah. If George had gone to the inside rather than going to the outside to block Lewis, okay. the likelihood mm-hmm. that the two dudes yeah. who crashed into each other, I don't know how many times in 2021 yeah. Yeah. and have had little to no opportunity to do that since. Yes. Getting side by side. On I'll Max Championship you, weekend, you're, I know where you're going. Yeah, the likelihood that those two would crash into each other uh-huh. is sky high. Yes, sky freaking high. Not only does every single fan want that, right? But that's in George's best interest. George, Again, your best interest. Let them take each other out. Yeah, they're going to park it. Yeah, you can be third. Yeah, just give it 500 feet. Yeah, you know, you know, Max. When he gets in these situations, we'll lose his mind. Of all people that triggers Max, <laughs> Lewis is going to trigger Max. Yes. And Lewis is not going to give an inch, uh-huh. which means those two are going to crash into each other. Yeah. Why move left? Why are you going after Lewis? Why move left? Yeah. See, now I know why you were so antsy to talk about this. I know Lewis oh, turned geez. in too soon mm-hmm. and was being aggressive. But the optimistic Lewis Hamilton turn in Mm -hmm. that his teammate would back out and let him go for the charge comes from a place of, we talked about this. I'm on a softer tire. Mm -hmm. I'm going to attack. It's good for both of us. And he was practically throwing the race away because he didn't have the same Mm -hmm. tire allotment that George had a better strategy opportunity. That George had the win. George... (sighs) What you don't understand is that George is the president of the drivers. <laughs> You're and, right. And You're he's right. entitled to first You're place right. all the time. Whenever he wants Whenever it. Whenever he wants he, it. It's like, now. Now it makes now, sense why up. he's like, I was destined to podium. <laughs> what was his words that one time? He's yeah. like, I was forecast, I was, I was to, forecast podium. to podium. I want to win. I'm the driver president. <laughs> Give me the podium. <laughs> I mean, the worst part of this all was that, like, he was whining and complaining over the radio. Yeah. And Toto, who's at home in Monaco, he's not in Toto's Qatar. not at the race? No, he's at home. Oh, my gosh. Comes over the radio Ugh. from home. No, and is like, no. Head down. <laughs> Head down, George. Enough. <laughs> it's like being told off by the principal. Yes. But, like, it's Star Wars and, like, the Emperor yeah. showing up in the little blue yes. transmission and being like... Enough already, George. You know that <laughs> it has to be a serious thing if they need to zoom in the boss to be like, right. can you just get back to work? He's just using TeamViewer. Yeah. Yeah. Mercedes has that. <laughs> and he's radioing in. Yeah. Like, this was just their opportunity, actually. Yeah, Toto for the finally had, like, a weekend off. And he's like, oh, it's Qatar. We have a good strategy, Toto. We're going to be good. We're going to crush it. Yeah. We have, like, a, they're, like, right up at the front of the qualifying. It's yep. going to be a good race. Yeah. You just sit back, watch the race. It happens. They're like, hey, Toto, we need you to yell at George. We need you to tell George off really fast. And he gets off his like wakeboard that he was riding. Right. And just has to yell. It's like, enough, George. (laughs) The thing that was so interesting about this to me is that everybody, the press, everyone jumped down this avenue of being like, Lewis turned in. Lewis turned in. It's Lewis's fault. I do whatever the media tells me. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I, it, uh huh. Fake news. But here's the reason that I was so passionately sitting there screaming at my television is knowing it wasn't a guess. It Mm. wasn't 
There was no question in the mind of George if Lewis was going to be faster going into turn one. Yeah. And so not giving that Mm. window seems like a very childish, entitled mistake. Yeah. Lewis turned in, shouldn't have turned in so early, Uh but I'm not sure it's his fault. See now in that video of Lewis going after the race and apologizing to George, be like, hey, it's my fault or whatever. Uh, I noticed it was, I, I think it was posted on Mercedes story. Yeah. It was also posted on George's account. Yeah. But not on Lewis's. Yeah. He's not going to do that. He's <laughs> not going to do it. I also, in the earlier day when I saw it and I was like, wow, Lewis is being a really gracious sport. He's a good sport. He, yeah. He is good. At um, that. And I love the idea of George posting it because Lewis hugs him and yeah. just being like, oh man, the See how cool seven I time world champion that gave me a hug, man. <laughs> he had to He's apologize my best to, friend. to me. Yeah. Me, the president of the, <laughs> of the driver nerds. <laughs> Uh, uh, so that's it so that's amazing. it and scene that's my point no that's a good point um and this is why the fast ones is so amazing <laughs> no for real because all i do get from reddits and from instagram and race recaps and things that I, like i see before i come and talk to you on these on this podcast is yeah lewis cut in it's clear to see right and from all of these like newcomer perspectives where we're just watching the race and seeing these cars hit and collide and fly off into the gravel it's amazing right and we form that opinion but like i don't know how to dive deep enough yet to be like oh there is a strategy they did have a meeting right that's amazing right and it's just it's just great (laughs) i said it's my third favorite thing about watching formula one now is whenever george russell entitled yeah and and, and entitled for a better strategy still manages to ruin it still spoil the race for everybody yeah do you think drive to survive will get that episode right i well it's interesting i mean i think the last point of it for me is that it's the media all saw one thing Mm -hmm. because that was the right move. Mm -hmm. We don't need to blow this up in front of everyone. Yeah. The whole world doesn't need to know that that was George's fault. Mm -hmm. It's better that they dumped. Yeah. But behind closed doors, the conversation between Toto, George and Lewis is going to be, you know what I was trying to do. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to take you out of the race. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to crash. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to do what was best for the team. And it doesn't seem like you played along. Yeah. I think that we need to figure that out. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how it plays out from here. But it seems as though the only thing stopping Lewis from yeah. P2 in the championship is George. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, where did Sergio finish outside the points? He finished 10th. So got one And it point? was because of Lance's track limit penalty that Sergio graduated into the points. Ah. So Perez got a point. I think Lewis, did Lewis get a point in the sprint race? Uh, He did. I I was just going to say, it seemed like the distance between uh, second and third didn't change at all. Didn't move much. Yeah. Yeah, let's shift gears. (laughs) We're still in the race, though. We're still talking race. Still talking about the Qatar. Qatar Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. All right, here's the next few points. Yeah. First one being driver complaints about the heat. Oh, they're so, so, this so is, hot. This is Lance's unconscious, air quotes, moment. Oh, yeah. This should, is what he was Should we bring people up to speed on what I was talking about with the yes, unconscious yes. Lance Stroll? Let's move into that. First of all, it's, it's so sad that these millionaire drivers have to drive <laughs> in the heat. It's just super it's, unfortunate. How dare we put them through these conditions? Man. Anyway, Lance... <laughs> 
had an interview. Leo Lance had an interview. He was really smug in this interview. I don't know what the context was, but he was just like, yeah. I was like, it was hot out there. I, I like passed out. And they're like, oh, wait, you passed out. He's like, yeah, like, duh. Yeah. All the time. You pass out. I do it. I do it like four times a race. <laughs> Which is oh, wild to me. <laughs> You're just passing out, Lance? How do you do that? <laughs> How do you do that going 200 miles an hour? Yeah. This do explains you, Singapore a little bit the, more, actually. Do you save it for the straightaway? You just like clock out and then like you're back. With he's the, like, doo -doo -doo, back down. He's, tra he's sleep trained himself down. on when he pushes the DRS. He just out. <laughs> and then as soon as the flap closes, it wakes him up. Yeah. It's like, okay. Oh, I mean, I can see getting very hot. Yeah. And getting so like tired, but you have the drink. I mean... Maybe he got delirious. Yeah. I do not think that he lost consciousness. He is not passing out in a rocket ship. He he would have crashed. <laughs> he would have. He would have crashed. Yes. Lance crashes fully conscious. Yeah. So unconscious Lance yeah. sounds like a very dangerous thing on track. Yeah. So him closing his eyes would be deadly. Now where I'll give him some credit. Okay. So that's the background. So that's the background. Yeah. Where I'll give him some credit. Logan Sargent voluntarily bowed out of the race. Yeah. He left. He because wasn't feeling he would, good. He, and few laps earlier, mm -hmm. he came over the radio and was like, I give you my word. If I can't do it, I will voluntarily quit. Mm -hmm. And he came over the radio and he was like, I can't do this anymore. Logan had had the flu all week mm. leading up to the race. Yeah. Throw in 50 degrees Celsius, which is, what is that? Like 120 degrees? Yeah, that's wild. Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's wild. Plus that's there. humidity, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Is this like another Singapore? Is it hotter than Singapore? It was. And oh. normally when they have done Qatar, yeah, did they, even they know? do it in winter because oh. it's so hot. Oh, dear. So they, and so they did it all. in fall and they found that tire degradation was way higher than they expected. Mm, temperatures are different. And temperature was so hot. They're like, oh, this is why we do it in the winter. Yeah. We forgot. Fernando Alonso came over the radio and said, my butt is has never been this hot, guys. Like can you dump water on me during the pit stop? Really? And they were like, uh, we don't, we're not prepared for that because you're coming in next lap. And he was like, okay, we'll think of something. And really? came in, did his pit stop. No problem. Like, but they didn't dump water on him, but he went back out and soldiered on. Wow. You know, Alonzo had a trip through the gravel. He had a rough race, but he ended up still getting a, I think he finished sixth. Dang. Which was impressive yeah. given uh -huh. how much of the struggle he was going through. Mm -hmm. Esteban Ocon, I think, finished seventh or eighth. Yeah. He threw up in his helmet all over himself during the race. Oh, is there a... Because oh. of the exhaustion. Can we find that face cam <laughs> that, like... Yeah, I just... <laughs> I mean, I have access to that F1 TV. We can find that driver cam and just, like... like in just the like, helmet? Yeah, it's just, like, a view just, of the road, and they're just, like... <laughs> And then just like the outside of him just trying to rip off the visors and just, nothing's changing. Just the tear like, <laughs> He's like, ah, <laughs> ah, it's in my mouth. That is horrible. So bad. Poor Esteban. Yuki Sonoda said that he lifted his visor to just get air in the helmet and then sand got in his eyes. Everyone was, he was like a oh, terrible I can't day. See now. Oh, this is horrible. It was a. I feel bad about what I said earlier. <laughs> this is awful. No, I don't. I mean. Because Lance didn't pass out. But if he did, <laughs> he probably should have done what Logan did, which was yeah. just be like, I'm out. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So brutal physical race. Super hot. All of the drivers Jeez. said it was the hardest 
worst race ever. When was the last time you saw an NBA player throw up because they were running so hard? Never. Never. That's what I mean. All just to say. Yeah. Form of the one rules. When people go, motorsport oh, motor is awesome. These guys get paid $50 million a year and they're not even athletes. I'm like, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> give me a break. That is brutal. So glad that everyone came out of it okay. Logan and I think three other drivers went to the in care, infield care centers. Right. To be treated, I think that it's just to be checked. Get get fluids in you. Get like IVs and a few other things just to recover because it was so brutal. Anyways, super gnarly, but it went along with your Lance thing. So I thought I would throw that out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here is the next piece of this race that Mm. I think is interesting and how we move forward from here. Mm. We've talked about it. We're going to continue to talk about it. We're Haas fans. Yes. Alfa Romeo got a double points finish. I saw that. They jumped in the points. It was a big jump for them with the double points finish. Oh, dear. And so that, for us, was not great news. No, they just jumped over us, right? They did. Um, I'm going to look at it so we have the actual numbers in front of us. Mm -hmm. Alfa Romeo is now 16 points, Haas 12. Now, here's where I'm not giving up hope. Right. Moving from ninth to eighth is $10 million in prize money. Okay. It is a big drop for Haas to go down that far. Yeah. But there is only four points between us. Mm -hmm. The Austin Grand Prix is where we are introducing the RB-inspired Haas. Yeah. We're putting Red Bull into that fuel tank. (laughs) Exactly. We're pouring (laughs) the liquid Schwartz into the tank. (laughs) And this thing is going to be a rocket ship. But for real, I do think that the B-spec Haas, which is what they're calling this, Mm -hmm. is our opportunity to not only recover four points, but to earn ourselves that $10 and move back ahead of Alfa Romeo. I love this. I will give Valtteri and Joe all the credit all day long Mm -hmm. for finishing in the top 10. They deserved it. The Mm -hmm. whole weekend, they were fast and were in the top 10. And I kept looking at the quality results being like, so when is someone going to out-qualify the Alfa Romeos? Wild. Yeah, (laughs) because they they haven't been up there. Yeah. And so it just, they had a really good run. Mm -hmm. I was super impressed. I think that there is a ton of opportunity for us to overcome this. I am not super worried about it. Yeah, we have plenty of races left to overcome that. If uh, they introduce this B-spec car in Coda and it crushes it, like there's still four more races after that to continue to hone that car and get it faster and faster and get the drivers used to it more. And with that, I think that the way that we continue from there is to discuss constructor standings mm-hmm. driver standings and what the rest of the season looks like let's do it so okay max he won the he championship won, won the freaking championship he has a cool new helmet that <laughs> the fia gave him <laughs> nico rosberg <laughs> said here's a helmet yeah. that i gift you <laughs> i love that he's not in the fia but for some reason i feel like we need to put him there oh yeah it's gross <laughs> It's that meme of Obama giving himself a gold medal. Yeah, <laughs> that's Nico Rosberg. That's Nico Rosberg every time he talks. Every time, yeah. Uh, here's how it shakes out. This mm-hmm. is insane. Red Bull 657. They won the construction constructor yeah. championship forever ago. They got it. Japan. Yeah. It's over. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they had a celebration and everything. Yeah. Mercedes is at 326. Okay. Ferrari is at 298. That's pretty close. 
uh, where does McLaren sit? Who's next? Now I'm because McLaren's been double podium finishing whatever, like yeah, second and third, a lot. Right. So okay, but here, so okay, I'm getting ahead of things. Yeah. So two ninety eight is Ferrari, which is twenty eight, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty eight points. Then sixty eight points below is Aston Martin. Oh wow! At two thirty, Alonso had a lot on his back that he was pulling all season. It's all of those, those points. Are all of Alonso, <laughs> yeah, what a champ, dude! He has been carrying the team. What a champ! McLaren is at two nineteen. They are only eleven points off of Aston Martin. Wow! But this is where this gets crazy interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that McLaren actually can potentially dwarf Ferrari. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility with the remainder of races left. Right. If they double podium in all of these. Yes, which they have been. And right now they're the they second s- fastest they car. They seem unstoppable. Right. There's a good chance McLaren goes from wherever where they've been, 6th, 7th in the championship, mm-hmm. all the way to 3rd. Yeah. Which will be the gnarliest t- mm-hmm. turnaround that I've seen in a single season ever. Yeah. Aston Martin has had the opposite trajectory. Dang it. Which is such a bummer. Yes. Because I was they really were cheering for really good at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And we loved seeing Alonzo on the podium. And I I hope that day is rapidly returning. Mm-hmm. I really do. But anyways, McLaren to me, I don't think that they're after Mercedes. I don't think they'll get there. I don't, no. I don't think it's possible unless they won every race from mm-hmm. here. But I think that Ferrari is within a shot. McLaren finished really high one year. Yeah. And what place was it third or fourth in 2020 McLaren was p3 mm -hmm. in the constructors and beat Ferrari so they would be returning to form I remember being very stoked about McLaren at that time because Daniel Ricciardo had moved over to them they had just taken third yep so like oh this team is on the rise totally they took a little dip yes yeah Daniel won Monza, but it was pretty Mm -hmm. much the only noteworthy thing in 21 the McLarens weren't as fast they they've somehow figure the formula out right now right they got that sauce working if they get all the way to third they will equal their best in recent years and it'll also send a statement to the rest of the field that next season mclaren is gunning for red bull yes which is crazy crazy i i would not have picked them at the beginning of this year no not at all <laughs> to be the ones who are challenging red bull and for they seem a championship to have just such a giant dry spell of any sort of real lasting success totally little moments of brilliance totally and then just gone yep and so that would be exciting It'd also be, it'd be fun to just see another team instead of mercedes and red bull right that's and that's all we've seen and and even though i'm i do like ferrari yeah. even though i do like ferrari it'd be mm-hmm. great to see mclaren return to a form that is a noteworthy team in yeah. formula one it's C- been ages <laughs> yeah they i don't know but they aren't were, they one of the most winning teams before red bull was red bull yeah McLaren was one of the top three teams. Yeah. So before the RB team was in that breath, it Mm -hmm. was Ferrari, Mm -hmm. McLaren. Yeah. And then there was, you know, Williams Uh or, you know, some of these other teams. Lotus. Yeah. You know, Renault. Yeah. All we know as newcomers to the sport is that McLaren is just this orange team that (laughs) is a midfield fighter which is still something that's recent to me i'm still not even super used to the papaya to be honest (laughs) it's kind of weird yeah because that um the most gorgeous formula one car of all time yeah is that white with the red chevron looking at right ayrton senna car right it's gorgeous well that's a mclaren right and then the car of my youth Uh uh-huh 
was the Mercedes and McLaren partnership where the car was black and silver, which looks a lot mm. like the Mercedes of recent years. Mm. And then they went to the Chrome car, which is what Lewis and Jensen For, Button and Fernando oh. and all of them drove. Mm-hmm. And then when it tr- changed hands and Man, went to Zach Brown, it went to, it went to Papaya. It has been a color that is familiar for McLaren fans of the 1960s okay. and 70s. Okay, yeah. But like not as recent yeah. of times. And side note, it's easy to see the cars on the track. Yeah, I actually like that the car is, is orange. very easy. Because it's easy to identify. Uh-huh. More so than when the Mercedes was black and the Aston Martin was green and they looked identical. Yeah. Those few they years were kinda, really hard to tell apart. They still kind of do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think Roman Grosjean <laughs> is constantly hitting up Daniel Ricciardo to be I, like, I can tell you what to do? I think that Roman Grosjean is constantly hitting up Toto Wolf, being like, hey, remember when you said that I could do a test drive for Mercedes? <laughs> and you haven't kept your word. There's just a blocked Toto's just like blocked. <laughs> just blocked. blocked number. He's like, Roman calls me every week. <laughs> just, just assumes it's Roman. Was uh, Roman Grosjean in Qatar? He was. Didn't he? Sh- I, like, I follow him on Instagram and he's like, I'll be there to see you. I'll see you. And Toto's just like, damn it. I'm like, going to stay home. I'm going. <laughs> yes. We figured it out. Now yeah. we know why Toto's. Why are you coming up. to the race, uh, Toto? Uh, just kind of avoids. There's just, just kind of avoid a uh, conversation. Still trying to not. Cash in that test drive. I got there's someone who's gonna want to talk to me. I can't even mean the same country. <laughs> That's the news of this week. The real I'm news. Just tell us. I just gotta take my sick days. Yeah, I'm just not feeling good. Uh, <laughs> and Roman's like at the door as Lewis and George crash into each other, like knocking, like ah. And then it happens, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, not, not now. No, no. I'll be back. It's now bad time. <laughs> hey, is Toto here? <laughs> uh, that's really good. Go away, Roman. <laughs> Go away. I'm called the Phoenix. <laughs> the Americans People love me. People are calling me Phoenix. <laughs> Next weekend's free practice session would be a great time to test me <laughs> in front of Americans. Oh, poor Grosjean. It was a great weekend. It was. I loved that race. I think we were anticipating, honestly, an uneventful race. And it turned out awesome. It turned out great. Yeah. It seems like every time we were like, oh, this is going to be a boring race. It's yeah. been the best race of the season. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff that happened. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Amazon. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we Check are out, out there. But then also watch us on YouTube's. Thanks for following us. Email us. Follow us on Instagram. There's lots of stuff to do. Also, we'll we'll be at the Grid Cars and Coffee on the 21st. On the 21st. So keep that one in your little pocketbooks. Yeah, if you're in the Utah area, come hang out. Come say hi. We'd love to see you. We'll see you then. Okay. Bye. Peace. That's one small podcast. And just like, like just like, yeah, it's just like a view of the road and they're just like...